I got that juice, juice. New AP, she got that juice, juice, juice. She got that squeeze, she got that wet, wet, wet. I'm on them skis, I got that drip, drip. I'm overseas. D R I P P I N G, I got that V V S I C E. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Topic of Discussion. I am your point man today, KJ All Day, and joining me is... We got Ali the Guru in the building. And we have myself, Michael Morgan. And joining us, we have a very special guest. I, I got to read this off to y'all. We have seven years spent on SWAT, mm-hmm. four years on the entry team, three years as a sniper, currently a patrol sergeant, father of two teenage girls, and married for 22 years. That's goals right there. Yes, sir. That's goals right there. Join us is uh, Sergeant Jerry Jones. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? up? Thanks for joining us. It's an honor to be here in your presence. Well, you're so kind. Thank you very much. We just do what we do. All right, fellas. So the topic that we're hitting on today is policing in the community. And um, so as as all y'all know, where we're at in this country, it's um, there's a lot of friction, a lot of tension, a lot of racist things going on, and and we just want to first of all bring in an expert that's that's in it that's you know going to work every day and we just want to first of all just figure out what can be done to better the relationship between police and the community and so sarge i just want to start off first of all what what was it about this line of work that you chose to do like why did you choose to be in the in the police field uh police work has always been something that i've been interested in uh, joined uh, the United States Army, 17 years old, right out of high school. Uh, my wife calls me a forever public servant, uh, always committed to uh, trying to help out the community, help out our country. I'm one of those kind of guys, has a lot of pride. Um, it was September 11th, 2001, the 9-11 attacks. I felt like I needed to do something. I needed to, to step up. I wasn't going back in the military. I wasn't going back into the military, but I felt like I needed to do something. Um, So I went ahead and applied to a couple of police departments. Um, After two years later, when I first applied, I got on. Mm -hmm. And um, it took a while, but crazy backgrounds, crazy investigations just to get onto the force that I work with. And uh, once I got there, you know, it's good. So um, I just had a a call of duty, if you will. Yeah, so So like emotionally with with everything going on with people saying F the police, defund the police, you know, you guys are pigs. Like, how has it been emotionally for you putting on the uniform every day and, you know, putting on that badge? Has it been draining? Are you feeling underappreciated? Has it been emotionally for you and like your your peers going to work every day? Very difficult. Very hard. Um, You know, it's not easy putting on the uniform every day anyway. Yeah. And uh, me being, being, being a black man, putting on the uniform and what's been going on, it can be rough by itself because when people see me, they approach me, they talk to me and they give me attitude or issues. I'm not sure if they give me attitude or issues because of my uniform mm-hmm. or because of the color of my skin mm-hmm. or both. So that's that's a challenge right there. But the way people are talking about the police, the way they are judging the police, all police officers because of. Uh, the recent events, yeah. which I get it. I understand that yeah. uh, they're upset. And pe- some people are upset even before, you know, the George Floyd incident and things where he was murdered. But but, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And, and the force, I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had um, with a lot of officers that are very worried right now. They're mm. really concerned. You know, it's interesting that you said that you mentioned, you know, being an officer and, and being black. I, I've on social media, it's it's a. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of racial slurs put out there, especially towards black officers. You know, um, it's almost like you got to pick a side almost. You know, do I pick, you know, my skin color or do I pick my uniform? And, um, you know, I've been seeing protests go out there and I've been seeing uh, protesters talk to black officers and saying, you know, uh, you're supposed to be on our side. You're supposed to be on our side. You know, what are you doing behind that uniform? You know, you you, uh, uh, you're oppressing your own people, Um, you know, so. Do you, do you see that like in the force as well, you know, with other black officers? Like, do you guys feel some sort of sense of, um, I guess. You got to pick sides. Yeah, like you got to pick sides. Do you feel that at all? Uh, so we're, we're kind of used to it. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, I've been called the house Negro and they didn't use Negro. Hmm. I'm Uncle Tom. I'm sellout. Mm. That is the standard for a, a black police officer. Um, 
when you show up on scene and you're dealing with some black folk, my people that I love, it either goes one or two ways. Oh man, I'll talk to you. You cool. I'll talk to you. Yeah, you because you 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 know you understand what's going on. Or oh hell no. <laughs> oh, you sell out blank blank and it just gasoline on a fire. Yeah. And the white cops are like, hey man, go away. Go away. Yeah, don't do it. Because it yeah. is it's it's brutal. But it, it it could go one or two ways. So for us as as black police officers, uh we're here. And and what I can't always say to the person at the time, I'm here yeah. for you. I, now I'm not saying that in front of all, be all my peers, mm-hmm. but I'm here. Yeah. And and I'm just I'm gonna jump a little bit here, but in the George Floyd situation, I wasn't there. But let's just say it would've been different because I'm a sergeant and I take pride in my work. And all cops are devastated for the most part by this. But me, <clears throat> as a black man. It is brutal because we wear the badge too, right? Mm -hmm. And that badge is a shield and they need to stand behind me because I'll protect you. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that, excuse me, that that man, George Floyd was murdered by that cop is hard because I don't want to see it happen to anybody, but to see a guy that looks like me, right? It's very difficult. Now, I said I wasn't going to do this, <laughs> but it's hard because I wasn't there. Uh, there are, And I'll just say there are, there are a lot of good white cops out there. There are a lot of good police officers that are trying to do the job. There are a lot of good black police officers trying to do the job. But because that that one officer, I know his name, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to. Um, he violated the badge. He violated what it all comes down to it. We are there to serve and protect. That is what we do. So. You know, you ask me, how do I feel as a black man? How do I feel as a police officer? The black man was killed by a police officer. Uh, it could have been, honestly, a black police officer, an Asian police officer, but it was a, a police officer that killed that black man. Now, so for me, you know, am I torn between the two? Uh, honestly, all the more reason why I got to be here. All the more reason I've had to encourage my fellow black officers. That's why we got to be here. So when something like that goes down, I can not only save the brother that's on the ground, I can save that police officer from for messing up. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Are you good? Are you good, man. <clears throat> and um, like going back to what you said earlier, there's for some reason, there's this negative. There's this negative stipulation among black people when it comes to being cops. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be the exact opposite. We need to teach these young black kids, go out and serve and protect your community. You living in it. This is this is you grew up in this neighborhood. You need to be protecting this. You don't need somebody from Bellevue going into Rainier protecting and serving your neighborhood. So we need to get rid of that that mindset as black people that, oh, you're a sellout or you're you're a pig. You're not looking out for me. It needs to be the complete opposite. Is you know we gotta we gotta teach our kids way differently than that because my mom was a police officer mm-hmm. and she used to come to my school. I looked up to my mom. I went to school to be a cop, and that that's okay to do. That's 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 okay. And um, so so officer, I want to ask you um, when it comes to police training, a lot of, a lot of people have been talking about this. Like these, they're not <laughs> being trained enough. The education level is not high enough. What are your thoughts when it comes to police academy and how they're being trained when it comes to interacting with people? Uh, so the police academy in the, in the state of Washington is five and a half months long. And then once you get done with the police academy, typically you're going to go through a police training officer program or a field training program. That program usually is three to even six months where you're going to have a training officer with you. But let me just jump a little bit here. The kneeling officer on George Floyd, I, from what I understand, he was the training officer. So that's a problem right there. Absolutely. Right? We teaching him wrong. Mm-hmm. As, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep, so he was, training officer. he was a training officer. So so I'm sorry for jumping a little bit here, but if we got the wrong person training. Mm-hmm. That's an issue right there. Let me, let me mm-hmm. teach you how we do this. Let me mm-hmm. show you. And that's part of the problem. And nobody mm-hmm. checked him. But, don't you know, so so back to the training. Um uh, we do mock scenes or scenarios, uh, almost like uh, 
and set up staged environments, be it a living room, be it a storefront. And when you come in, you have to deal with people that are acting a certain way. Yeah. And through that training process, you are trying to get the officer to understand, to understand what he or she is seeing and then handle it. Yeah. Does that mean hurry up and let me get through this as quick as I can? So I'm going to rest them and throw them to the ground. Or can I just chill? Is there, and nobody's in danger. Nobody's in immediate uh, immediate harm. So I can kind of relax and slow down. And I think that's what's going to be happening here in law enforcement. We got to sometimes it's got to slow down. Hmm. So mm-hmm. going back to police training and in the mm-hmm. academy, can you help us explain when it comes to lethal force? Okay. And the way I, the way I look at it is I feel like lethal force should not be used until an officer's life is threatened. Absolutely. Right. And we've seen cases where people are running away from the cops. Yeah. People are in handcuffs mm-hmm. and they end up dead. So can you explain what when should lethal force be used? Uh, so typically, and I'll, I'll try to make this short and sweet, um, police officer or civilian with a firearm, with a deadly weapon, um, the only time you are authorized to use lethal force is if your life or someone else's life is in imminent danger to save somebody else's life, right? Mm-hmm. So even as a police sniper, the only time I would consider taking a shot is if for some reason I believe I'm saving someone's life. Yeah, That's the only time you should be using lethal force. But one of the things you have to remind officers, believe it or not, sometimes you're out there, and this is the hard part, uh, KJ, is sometimes it's hard to say this officer is in fear for his life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's an area in training. And I do run some training and I've been involved in thousands of hours of training. Uh, how do you truly test fear? How do I know how you are going to react exactly. in a scary situation? Mm-hmm. And now I give you a gun and a badge. Go get them. It is very difficult. And, and, and just to say, you're right. People have ended up ended up dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I I'll go to uh, Philando Castile. I believe yeah. mm-hmm. brother in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey officer, I got a gun on me. Mm-hmm. I got a permit. I'm good. Can I, can I see your driver? Yeah. Bow, bow, bow. He, the brother got shot and killed, devastated me. And then I see the cop trembling. Cause he was scared. He was scared. He wasn't and, trained right. And how do we train fear? How do I get these officers to get to the, even though Philando mm-hmm. seemed like the nicest man in the world. He was calm. He was cool. So, so my and question that's is, a, there you go. There's what, my question. What, what is he scared of? What he was, shouldn't have been a cop okay. in the first place. He should well, not okay. have been a cop. What was he afraid okay. of? He should not have been a cop. I think you just, yeah. there you go. He should not have been a cop. I mean, if you really think about it, it's like, if you put on a uniform, you are taking that risk. You yeah. you you are saying, okay, well, you know what? I can handle this. I'm taking a risk on putting my life in danger first. Because I need to make sure that if I'm going to shoot someone, that they are going to shoot me first. That That's a risk that you take. You can't just come out and just start blasting people because you're scared. Because if you're scared, you shouldn't be a cop in the first place. It's, it's, Amen. Hallelujah, brother. Preach yeah. the word. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Is it is it that simple? What he's saying? There are people wearing uniforms that should not be wearing. That should not be they wearing. They should not be carrying no. guns. And, 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 and yeah, you're right. I like that. Is it that simple? For this, for that, I mean, some people are just scared. They're scared, mm-hmm. or they and they overreact. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a Dallas police officer. I walk into the wrong apartment. I thought it was my apartment. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! And the brother's eating some ice cream, mm-hmm. and and I'm like, and I talked to I went to some training, talked to one of the sergeants from Dallas PD. He's like, man, she just made a mistake. She just messed up. Mm-hmm. But are you that scared? That's what I'm saying. Of a black man who's eating Come ice on, cream. Man. I just, yeah. and I'm I'm from Dallas, so I f- I follow that that case very very closely. And I think it, she got manslaughter, but is is it, it is that what it is, Mike? Is it a is it a black is it a black issue? Is it a yeah? Well, is it a black? Yes, it is a black issue. <laughs> Damn right it is. It, it is a black <laughs> issue, and and I think that this black issue is not just. It's just what what people have been taught, right? They've been taught yeah. to to fear, like oh, the black man is is big, scary, mm-hmm. gangster. Yeah. The spider um, effect. It's the spider effect. Hmm. You you get you grew up being scared of fr- spiders. You're afraid of spiders because you're taught that. Exactly. People hmm. people in society they grow up thinking oh, black people are thugs. They're bad people. 
So you get scared. Hmm. It's the yeah. spider effect. That's exactly what it is. Hmm. When a cop walks in, it's like, oh, a black guy. But they won't act like that that way if they see a white guy or if they see a non-black person. They won't act that way. But when they see mm-hmm. a black person, automatically my guards are up. Mm-hmm. God forbid they're playing rap music in there because I'm going to definitely be afraid. Mm-hmm. Are, are, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Come I don't know about that. It's just Come like if, if they see a black black man, so are black person. Are there psychological tests done? You know how, um, how you just go into a scenario and you got – a white woman with blonde hair and you got a black man with with blonde with black hair and you got a gun and it's in this situation what do you do is there stuff like that done psychological to train people and to see what they think in certain situations no and that's all no we have shoot don't shoot scenarios mm-hmm. i'll look at the hands what's in their hands but no no no, no. That, that would be great but training dollars training budgets and now we're talking about defunding and so that, that's the that's the balance. Now we're talking about defunding. Well, there goes some training because that's the first thing that's going to get cut. Oh, but we want you more de-escalation training, but you're cutting cutting our budgets. So, but when you talk about see the hands, mm-hmm. that's a that's it right there. Yes, see sir. the hands, like as a black man, what yeah. like yeah. I got a cell phone in my hand, I got a brush in my hand, I got a bottle in my hand, whatever I have in my hand. Looks like a weapon. Mm-hmm. So right, right, bro. you're justified in shooting a black man because, oh, I, I, I thought it was a weapon. All right. And you know, when it's a white person, they, they think twice. They, they take an extra Absolutely. look. What, what, what is Absolutely. that? The hell is that? I, I can't speak to that. Absolutely. You know I, I can't even. I mean. What, hey, what about this? What about this? Cops. Now, I'm not saying you. That's okay. But I'm saying cops lie a lot. They mm. lie a lot. Mm. Cops will say that they are in fear of their life to justify what they just did. If they shoot someone, I was in fear of my life. If if I if I uh, if I unjustifyingly put someone in cuffs, uh, it's because I'm afraid. Of, I'm I'm in fear of my life right now because this person he might have he might be dangerous even though he didn't do anything even though I pulled him over for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just trying to find something at this point. I you know, I might have smelled marijuana just so I can check his car just so I can find something. Okay. You know, uh uh I uh I, I'm going to ask you, "Hey, be honest with me. Tell me uh if, if you tell me what you got to what yeah, I want to know, I'm going to let you go." But cops will say that because they want to get the truth out of you so that way they can book you. So for police officers out there um who are quote unquote in fear of their life why do police officers lie in order to get what they want just just to really satisfy themselves and and really just book someone specifically black people why do they do that that's a very big question um so there are morals there are ethics right and and codes of conduct that we have to we are supposed to follow um i can tell you you know, sure. Sometimes you will say, hey, man, just tell me, man, if it's if it's cocaine, if it's uh, heroin in your pocket, whatever, just let me know what it is. Mm-hmm. And they might say, man, just let me know. And then once they see it, OK, now I've got you. I'm going to book you. <laughs> um, but people lie to us, too. Right. So but I understand you. I understand what you're saying now uh, that to me, if we're going back to the right people in the uniform, integrity, honor. And I know you're like, yeah. man, but we're human beings. Yes. No, but not only that, but police officers are made to protect and serve. Absolutely. To protect and serve. Absolutely. I'm not here. Not just white people. Yeah, everyone. All people. Absolutely. So, right. so as, a, as a police officer, I would imagine a good police officer would be, you know, if I did something wrong and I didn't know, educate me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Don't, don't, like, don't, I, I just told you the truth. I'm, I'm trying to cooperate with you and you're going to book me. Mm-hmm. I could have just said nothing and just said, hey, you know what? I, I want to talk to my lawyer. I could have just said nothing. And but you just it. lied to me. True. Yeah, so it's it's not. I don't look at it as lying. They just doing their job. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. I, I think it's true, though. It, it's true. But it's also to protect and serve, though. You're prote- here to protect and serve the community. The community's tax dollars and, and, going and to, to if, if he feels like If he feels like somebody has cocaine on him he at, and he asks a lying question, that's him protecting the community. Now and you and you a big dummy if you be like I got some coke in my in my pocket. You just a <laughs> idiot if you admit to that as a, as a civilian. You'd be Facts. surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. People. Yeah, uh, that's yes, just it dumb. is. Yes, it is. Yeah, I got coke. You gonna let me go? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go to jail, fool. And that's what I mean when I say what police officers 
it needs to go back to protecting and serving. You're trying to enforce a law to meet your quota. You're, you're trying to get, you know, pull people over right tickets to get that OT time when you go to court hearings and, and get paid mm-hmm. more dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not protecting and serving. So so I will say this. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate. My agency, we do not have quotas. Um, there are agencies that, you know, for example, certain agencies like, look, I want you to try to get this many DUIs um, that, you, that you can. And that's there wrong. Are, yeah. 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 That's fair wrong. enough. Fair enough. But fortunately, I'm not part of those one of those agencies, which makes my life a lot easier, especially as a sergeant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're in a situation now where I think that, well, I know that this is nothing new, like police brutality targeting black men women black people that's not new that's it's it's being recorded now right so it's thank god now it's now it's more in the public eye yes and black people are angry and now you're seeing other people oh it's being recorded oh wow this oh you guys really are getting your ass kicked by the police what is it that we as as a me as a black man, KJ yourself as an officer who has has children, has family. Mm-hmm. What is it that you guys expect of us during these situations? Like we try to do the right thing. Like what is right? Like how can I? What can I do to protect myself from getting my ass shot, choked out, <clears throat> or and killed? So. You said choked out. So let me just jump on the George Floyd situation real quick. Um, when I watched that video and I watched it like seven times because I'm looking at it through the eyes of police and training and, and all that, uh, I, my family, my phone was blowing up. That was personal. That And it turns out, and I told my family, I said, that was personal. That wasn't something's going on. I don't know what it was. And it came out later on. Those two men knew each other because yeah. yeah. that that's just not. That was just out of control, right? That's just out of control situation. But as far as what can you do, what can I do? Slow down when the police to contact you, hands empty, try to comply as best you can. Um, I wish I could tell you there was a magic word you could say. I wish I could tell you, uh, you know, I am free and clear. I don't know. There is no magic bullet, but all I can tell you is, as as a black man, we have to do our best to carry ourselves in such a way that we don't have any interaction with the police. My, I check I check my taillights, my headlights. I make sure my tabs are good to go. I'm valid. I, so when I'm driving, if they pull me over, it usually has to do something with speed limits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and those 30 years before I became a cop, that's why I got pulled over. Seattle pulled me over all the time. Bellevue, um, Georgia State Patrol, all different things be speeding. Uh, but when they pulled me over... You know, I just try to be as respectful as I could. And I understand what you're saying. So what I have a problem with is if you pull me over, where are you guys heading? Where are you going? Why? Why do they? Why do cops ask that? And what does that got to do with anything? Mm -hmm. Is there any of your business? Where am I going? Mm -hmm. No. But 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 again, fishing to the store. Fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And so that's that's automatically creating like free like. And what if I say. What if I give you some kind of response? None of your business. Yeah, like, <laughs> mind my business, and then that, right. then you get offended. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on. Uh, so, so understand, you have the right to remain silent. So, understand, if you were to say, with all due respect, officer, uh, I'm doing what I need to do. What do you need from me? But understand, what can come with that is, oh, let me write like you. Let that. me write you a ticket. I'm gonna yeah. scratch you out if you were speeding or if you were whatever violation they pulled you over for. They then could have the authority to boo boo boo. Now the truth is, with you, KJ, especially in the Seattle area, oh man, oh man, yeah, man, cool, yeah, what's up? Yeah. So you, you got an advantage, but you're right. Well, uh, you know, it's one of those things where um, you have the right to remain silent. So when they. When can a cop ask you to get out of your vehicle? Can you step out of the vehicle for me, sir? So uh, an officer can, they can, we can always ask that. Really? We can, hey, so yeah, can step you out. can so in diff- really? Now, let, let me, let me yeah. say this. In different parts of the country, um, that is normal. Down mm-hmm. south, can you just come on back here to my car with me? I, I was doing about 94 miles an hour down in yeah. Georgia. It was, it was early in the morning. Nobody was on the road. And, uh, and I'm speeding. This is many years ago. 
And uh, Georgia State Patrol, man, I, I go past uh, like an underpass, wherever I see dirt flying up in my rearview mirror. Sure enough, he got me, pulls me over. And he says, sir, sir, come on back here in my car. And I sat in the front seat next to him. So in different states, stepping out of the car is kind of depending on what, where you are. It's yeah. just different. Do you, ha- do you have to, though? Like if a cop tells you to do it, like do you have to get like say you don't feel safe. Like, can I tell the officer, like, I don't feel safe getting out of my car? Can I sit in my car? Can we do this in my car? You can absolutely say, sir, I would prefer to stay seated in my vehicle. Okay, so you don't have to get out, right? But then kind of what KJ is saying, okay, are we going to kick the hornet's nest? Now, I have to be, I'm trying to be careful here because it is a balance. And, and, and that cop is a cop. And some police officers, you guys... You know, their authority is their authority. But I think if you can be respectful and say, hey, sir, can you help me understand what's going on here? Now, now, if they smell alcohol, they smell they they, you know, they smell marijuana, like you're saying. What are they trying to hunt for? They're trying to hunt to see if you're under the influence. Um, If it's a normal traffic stop, you ran that stop sign. okay, or you have a busted taillight, your headlights out, something like that. And they say, can you step out of the vehicle in the state of Washington? That's not that's kind of rare. That's kind of unique for an officer. Officer, I got. Three kids. Okay. Two boys. Okay. What I'm going to teach them is, son, daughter, if you don't do what the cop tells you, you're going to be in trouble. And so it's hard for me to tell my kids, if an officer tells you to get out of the car, you can refuse. Because I don't know what the hell is going to happen. It's going to happen. That's... And... That's some that's some scary stuff to, to I feel like certain other people can do that. Okay. But I feel like with my kids, even myself, I'm I feel like to give myself the best chance to get home, yes sir. I gotta fucking I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta step out and and do it. I I can't exercise my rights, even if I do have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do y'all agree? I have one hundred percent agree. Absolutely. 100% I agree. agree. So I'm gonna say, um, to to that, uh, comply, because what what my, part of my one of my fears right is that because of the George Floyd incident and and these other incidents, all these other instances that have occurred across our nation, I don't want black people us to start bowing up more towards the police. What I want to encourage is comply, take notes, see that officer's name on their chest. Yeah. Go back, deal with it, and if you've been violated, you call an attorney. Hold on, yeah. go, you want to hit it? Oh, you go, you go ahead. You go. <laughs> don't try to be no hero during a situation. It ain't the time or place to yeah. be saying I I can do this, this, and that. Be chill, yeah. be cool, get home, get home. Then handle your business after the shit has calmed down. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, let me ask. You, okay, let me ask you this. In you comply, right? Now, there are a lot of people in America that do comply, do everything that police officer says. And that's when we have institutional racism. Okay. So if you if you're trying to tell specifically black America and maybe even Hispanic America as well, comply with a police officer, do this, do exactly what they say now. okay, got this ticket or got booked, um, whatever it may be. Now I got this horrible record or i might be going to jail it it, it almost it, it almost didn't help me to comply i i i may have had a better shot of trying to in, enforce my rights i know my rights i shouldn't have not have said anything at all i should have did what i knew what i was trying to do this officer is trying to fish for stuff that he he is not gonna find good and um and and, and for to tell a person to comply with everything that a police officer is saying what a police officer is saying might not be right. Okay. You know, he might be telling you stuff and, and and that's not in his right. That's not the law. He's 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 trying to punk you. So are you saying verbally argue? Or are not you saying put argue. your dukes up? Well, not not, not verbally argue, but I, I have <laughs> seen many cases. There are many videos out there where people will recite their rights, ask a police officer, what am I getting pulled over? And a police officer will get offended. Okay. And say, say this. This isn't your time for questions. This is my time. You answer my questions. Mm-hmm. I said license and registration, and <laughs> and and, uh, and a driver will show the license and registration, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Well, I don't have to give it to you. I just have to show it to you." And a police officer says, "Nope, I'm not having that." 
break a window, drag a person out the car, start beating them up, and right. put them in cuffs. I think uh, plenty of cases like that. Okay, here's my here's my thing to that. I grew up in in Texas, deep south, whatever. Okay, my dad always taught me. You comply, right? You don't you. At the end of the day, whatever happens in that situation, you want to make sure that you come home. Absolutely. So, I don't have that right. I can't. As a black person, I don't have the right to talk back, mm-hmm. say anything, because I know and I've seen videos and I know what happens when I do this. So I can fight you in court. I I, I have a chance to fight you in court. Probably won't win, but I, I can make it home because that's that's kind of one thing that I think that us as black people have to realize. Like you you argue with the cops. It's a lose lose. Yeah. You, you're not gonna win. You, you, can't, you can't. Lose. I can't win an argument with a cop. You even if lose. I'm a freaking lawyer, Johnny Cochran. I'm not gonna win that argument in that moment. Maybe in court, but not in that moment. You for sure. You for sure will lose, Mike. You for sure will lose. But the question that I'm trying to ask, <laughs> is, okay. But, I, but, you, but you complying. There's black people out there complying, still getting shot. Yeah. But you got you Cat gotta, Steel is a perfect example. You have a better Absolutely. chance of making it home by but by Mike, complying. I know, but Mike, j- just telling. People, hey, just comply, just comply. Everything will be okay. okay. It's not okay. That's, there that's, are your, people best, that's who, your best chance. There, yes. See, there has to be a better way, though. There, there, there ain't no better way. See, well, not right now. I'm not saying I'm not saying argue with a cop, but I'm saying that there needs to be something fixed so that way, if someone does comply, they don't get shot. You know what it is, Ali? What needs to happen is that when stuff like this does happen, these cops need to be held accountable. If you do this, you need to be in jail. That's 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 why I feel like this man that this George Floyd, he's seen these other instances where his cops got off. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers need to be in jail. Mm-hmm. Period. And they're, hey, and they're not. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. They need to go to court. It needs to the case needs to get covered, and you need to go to jail. So you think twice about doing certain stuff. That's what needs to happen. Cops need to be held. More accountable mm-hmm. for their actions. I agree. Yeah. So, so why so, is that? So, 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 How do, yeah. yeah, so speaking of accountability on cops in, mm-hmm. what does that look like? If you see somebody doing something, you should police go tell internal affairs? Should they take his friend to the side be like, hey, man, that's not right? What should be done accountability-wise when you see something that you know is not right? Well, so first of all, uh, physical intervention so if i'm on a call you know we'll just use george floyd's situation um you, you got to physically remove that dude from the scene you got to physically hey man you got a phone call you know hey dude and if that doesn't work you physically grab him and you remove hey i got it and you get him up off him. It, we are human beings and we can get emotional yeah. um we we made an arrest on a guy um child rape situation and I showed up on the scene later. He was already in handcuffs. He was already in the back of the car. The door, the back door was open. And I said, what's, what's going on? Oh, yeah, we got him. He got a child rape situation. And so I started to walk towards him. They grabbed me, my both officers, because they thought I was about to just, you know, bow. But that's what they're supposed to do. I wasn't walking. I was walking towards him to go this way back to my, my car. And they, they grabbed me because they thought I was about to just wear him out. And, and that, But that's what needs to happen. When you see your fellow officer tripping, getting emotional, getting wound up for whatever reason, uh, you got to physically intervene. And that's what should have happened with the George Floyd. Someone needed to grab that dude. Yeah. How often does that happen? Oh, man. So, so number one, it just happened in Seattle. Uh, we had a guy that was had his knee on the neck of a uh, – you guys saw on the news – had his knee on the neck <laughs> – and the guy's knee was on the back of the guy's uh, neck. And it, I guess the crowd was calling out, hey, you, you, your knee's on his back neck. Your knee's oh, on yeah, his neck. I did see that. And the officer, very simply, his buddy, grabbed his knee and moved it. Yeah. That's what's yeah. supposed to happen. I did see that. That is what, because what you're really doing out is, what you're doing is you're looking out for your peer. You yeah. get wound up. You can get emotional. You want to start beating on somebody. Oh, you know, and just tap them, tap them. And then hopefully that'll bring them back into the space they're in. I want to get back to that George Floyd thing. I'm sorry. Uh, part what got me was that whole George thing that slammed me when George Floyd went unconscious. Mm-hmm. 
that is the worst thing that could happen for a police officer beside getting seriously injured or killed yourself. The worst thing that could happen is if somebody dies under my watch. That is brutal. And when that officer never shifted gears in the life-saving mode, mm-hmm. and the thing that was so powerful about the video, too, is the brother and the young lady that were narrating, sir, get your knee off his neck, man. Get your knee off his neck, bro. Get your knee off his neck. And he just was like, and then he looked up at him, that whatever, and then he just, he just stayed there, and he was, like, concentrating his knee on uh, Mr. George Floyd's neck. And it was just like, this something's going on. And the fact that when uh, Mr. Floyd lost consciousness, he went out. They told him, he, he's, he's unresponsive. Check for a pulse. Check for a pulse. And he never switched gears. You got to switch gears. As a police officer, you got to switch gears. Oh, man, flip him over, CPR, check for posts, all those. And when that never happened, that's when you say, okay, this is this is dark. This is it's messed up. It's wrong. I mean, that's, we are the police. We're supposed to do better than that. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. So, so what about when it comes to reporting something to internal affairs when you see something? So, so let's say uh, what typically would happen is let's say uh, you see something, officer slams the handcuffs on somebody and tightens them down really hard. And you're like, whoa, what's going on with that? You know, or an, an elbow or a knee, uh, something just foolish, something that was not necessary. Then you need to call a sergeant to the scene. That sergeant needs to show up and there's going to be some form of investigation. We're going to talk to each officer that was there. But also, if there are witnesses, we need to get these witnesses. What did you see? Because that's that's what you want. You want an independent person, has nothing to do with the police department. They're just there, you know, doing whatever. You want to talk to them and say, hey, what did you see? Oh, yeah, that officer, he need him. He need him. Okay. And then what you want to do is ultimately talk to the officer, sit him down. What did you do? And it better line up with what that citizen said. Yep. And then, of course, you want to seek out video. I, I hear you saying what you sh- what they what you should do. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. But. As a police officer, you guys are supposed to, I know you're supposed to protect and serve the community, but. Mm-hmm. You're also supposed to protect your brother. This is you guys. I heard the quote like bleed blue. You got to protect, mm-hmm. protect that. That 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 chill. They got camaraderie. You got it. It's room. like it's like it's like football. Like if oh if one of our one of our one of our guys is out there mm-hmm. doing That's something right. wrong, we gonna we gonna pull them to pull them aside. On the side. Or so. But are you actually going to report something wrong? So all I can speak to that is uh, the cameras are awesome. So I'm not gonna lose my what I have in my career for anybody. But at the same time, that's why we're starting stripes too. Because, I mean, I have a standard, and I'm going to live by that standard. Um, you're right, though. These are human beings in uniforms. Mm-hmm. And I understand that blue coat, uh, and, and again, in different parts of the country, and even within the state of Washington, there are cultures in each police department. Yeah. Some things are acceptable in certain agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, certain agencies have reputations, good and bad. Um, and things go on behind closed doors, right? So... Uh, each agency, for example, the, the, the city of Minneapolis, their police department, there's a culture there. I'm not saying what kind of culture that is, mm-hmm. but when you see your buddy doing what he's doing to George Floyd and you just step, step back, you guys step back. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's, that's a problem. That's an issue. Culture. That's no, they, amen. Absolutely. Right there, Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's an issue. So I hear what you're saying the blue code, the, the thin blue line. I understand all that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all about integrity. So, um, and it, and it takes courage. And again, you know, Mississippi Yep. and where you from, Dallas, Texas, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. So here's Seattle. Okay. So, you know, from Seattle, it's a bit different. I'm not saying Seattle's perfect by any means, but when you go to different places, you got different folks wearing uniforms mm-hmm. and they bring with them, them different cultures and them different beliefs. And you're right. Sure. Hey, don't you say nothing. Okay. You know, I just, ugh. So, ugh. hey, so um, when y'all hear defund the police, that people have been chanted, mm. defund the police, abolish the police. Mm. What what are y'all hearing with that? What are, what are y'all thoughts on that? Like, uh, yeah, sure, I go for it. it. It's like it's it's interesting. I was on I was at the pro one, a couple of the protests, right? And <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, where the hell did this come from? Defund the police, right? It's like, oh, defund the police, abolish the police. I was like, no, nah, don't abolish the police. We need we need police officers police officers need to be held accountable to a, up to a certain standard and they they are some are but some are let me just go with seattle pd you guys seattle pd do you are you aware of how much tax paying dollars go to seattle pd 365 more million. than that more than that you how get much? an update 
well, 2020 proposed was well proposed. Well, listen, going into 2020, we're already halfway through. Was 409 million, 409 million. That does not include pension. Now they just uh, Forbes just released a new article just this morning showing the top paid people in Seattle PD, and there was quite a few of them. I think that there was somewhere uh, somewhere in the double digits people getting uh, uh, officers. Patrol officers getting paid more than uh, over over a quarter million uh, order quarter quarter million dollars, getting paid just high high over three hundred thousand dollars, and then there was also another lump sum in the two hundred thousand dollar range. Now, to me, it sounds like they're very top heavy, because there are you know, if you look up annual salary for Seattle PD, it's somewhere around about eighty ninety thousand dollars. Now, if you got police officers out there getting paid. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, four hundred four thousand dollars. KJ, Mike, four hundred four thousand. So what are you saying? They're very top heavy. You know what? I I believe there needs to be a defund police officers. Right now, the the community's tax dollars. The number one place that the the number one area that is getting the most tax dollars is going to be Seattle City Lights, and then it comes to police officers. Police officers are very very top heavy. Mm-hmm. They're getting p- paid double what education and schooling is getting paid okay they so i believe bro i believe they do definitely need to be defunded so my thing is maybe the standard needs to be raised because i feel like just 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 speaking and, and talking to him the standard needs to be higher for police officers because this is an elite it should be this is an elite job this is a top of the top the best of the best i gotta agree with that you gotta be well-educated Great communicators. You got to be police training, got to be way more. And so maybe the standard could be higher because if you go around defunding police, hey, um, officer, um, somebody's broken to my house. Oh, well, I'm on break right now, but I ain't getting paid enough. That's what your ass gonna I, get. I, well, especially if those those people are talking about abolishing the police. I mean, That's what you're gonna abol- get. Abolishing is a little So if you're talking okay. about defund, you go get defund results. I know, but KJ, this is. This morning, I had looked up the numbers and how the police, especially here in Seattle, has allocated the funds. I believe it was some out of that four hundred and nine million dollars. I believe it was like three hundred and three million of it was just going to pay police officers, and it was okay. somewhere around three point seven million was just going just purely just training. So you see yeah. the difference. Okay, so let's they're barely giving any money to training anyways. Okay. So well, if here, you so if you defund the police, right? There are how are they going to allocate that money? Are they going to take it away from training and they're still going to pay these these patrol officers and these sergeants and these detectives and these people in the office a lot of money? No, they those people need to take some pay cuts so that way that way other police officers getting paid 89,000 $90,000 it, it won't, you know, they don't have to get a pay cut. The top heavy people need to get a pay cut and training needs to get put up. So I'll say this, right. Um, it's sticking to the Seattle Police Department. Um, I think that has to do with leadership positions. People that are making, that's pretty significant amount of money, 250 and above. Yeah. That, that's usually, I mean, you said 400,000. I'm assuming 404. that's. I, I I'm don't want to name that's, no names. That's I got some names. I don't want to name That's got to be though. Chief Best. I would have to actually believe. actually uh, it's a patrol officer getting paid more than the chief. I, I ain't want to say no names unless you want me to say some names. I got it in no, my phone. No, that's okay. uh, that's I don't want to say no names. Just mean, you're right. Being badge heavy, I agree. That is bad, and I and I'm very sensitive to that. And we don't. That's not the way we're supposed to police. And I think, I think there's a change coming. And I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Well, and when people talk about defunding the police. I think that that's where that defunding should happen. Start at the top. Who's getting paid the most? You know what? Cut some of that down. Throw some of that to training. And if we got any, any leftover, give it back to the community. That's their tax dollars. All right, fellas. As we um wrap this up. Oh, we almost done? I got one last question. <laughs> I thought we had way more. We're just getting started. I, I do have one last question. Um, So in your in you guys' personal opinion, what can be done to better the relationship between community and police because that's that's where we're at right now it's we're over here and I, I would love to see it be much much better so what do y'all think needs to be done to better the relationship between cops and community 
Uh, I guess I'll start this question off. Um, first of all, I think that police officers should be in the communities Ooh. that they say it again. Say it again. That they that they work in. Yeah. And even if they don't work there. They have to start building relationships within the community. You can't just pull up and be like, okay, I live over on this side of town, and then I'm going to come over here, and I'm going to police these guys. So every time I see you, I'm afraid. It's about, like we talk about, this relationship that we're trying to build, right? And if the police would like to, I mean, I guess police will want to come together, be in the community, do these events, show up. Let the kids know, hey, we're here. We're not here to hurt you. We're actually here to protect you. Be in the community. Like if you're not, if you're not there, if that, if I think about just like there's an officer. I think he's like an Alabama officer, Norman. He's like got a big, huge following. He's he's in the community. He's giving the kids candy. Yeah. He's hanging out with it. He's playing basketball. He's just he's just there. So they like, hey, officer Norman, what's going on, man? It's so so now they're not like afraid of you. It's like. You are you're a part of us. Yeah, that's, that's and until that ha- until that happens, like you live on one side of town, you go over here and you police, I, and then I go back home, and then I go back and police over here. We're gonna be we're gonna be afraid of them. Yeah. Like, be in the communities, let them see your face. Like, it's not it's yeah. not just like all right, this is my job. I'm here, and I'm out. Like yeah. they want to be they want to you want to be a part of this community. Be a part of the community. Be a part of it. Yeah. The only time kids should see cops is not when you put somebody in handcuffs. These cops, it would be so nice if you get way more into the school. You pull up to barbecues. You pull up to people hooping in the gym be like, hey, can I play? Mm -hmm. You got to be more involved positively in the community so these kids can see you. And so little black kids be like, man, I want to be like that when I get older. I want to be somebody that that's out here making a change because the perception is they putting my uncle in handcuffs or they just doing these drug busts. Cops do way more, way more good than bad, but people got to see that. Mm-hmm. People got to see it more. I, I, I agree. I, I think that they should definitely be in the community. I think that uh, training also needs to be uh, up. De-escalation needs to be up. Um, and, you know, I was thinking as well with uh, a lot of police departments um, having different cultures in different departments um, I feel like the leadership in those departments need to be trained to a certain standard where when they see a certain culture being built people need to get transferred to different precincts we got to mix it up you know if, if, if we got if we got a, a culture being built up and it's looking real bad because y'all getting too close and you guys are brothers hiding each other's secrets and backing each other up because this person did a bad thing and you don't want to report them we're gonna have to we're gonna have to separate you guys. Yeah, I, I think that that needs to happen. Yeah, and to our local news, put more positivity when it comes to police out there. Yep. Every so time, too. yeah. Every time something, something bad happens, the shit gets magnified. Yeah. Put more positive cops doing positive things in the community because they switch are. their narrative. They are. There's a lot of good cops out there. There's yeah. A lot so of them. we need more of that. But I'm gonna let. What do you think? How can we better the relationship? Well, so so. As you were saying, KJ, coming together, um, having opportunities where your first interaction with a police officer is not a traffic stop. It's not official business. It's not a DV. It is a situation like the National Night Out. That's something that uh, law enforcement agencies across the country do is National Night Out. It's basically a barbecue that's hosted by the police officers. That is a great opportunity. We need to try to get more of those type of things where, like you were saying, there's a basketball game or kids at the park. The cops can purposefully show up. Hey, what's up? What's going on on a social level? Yeah. Right. Like that. Yeah. Not a not a Terry stop, not yeah. a probable cause arrest. Social level. We can chit chat. We can talk. We can say hello. Um, that's that's kind of the start. But I, I wanted to say something else to uh, KJ about as far as law enforcement uh, community. Uh, right now, we have some serious conversations going on uh, amongst cops white cops can i tell me white cops who come to my office which is great because it's, it's, it's starting a wonderful dialogue um a couple of my, my peers i actually have a peer that's he's a, a black sergeant as well and he was talking to some of the white cops and the white cops said to him hey man i can't believe it people looking at me crazy in my uniform i drive my police car people staring at me like i've done something wrong they're treating me like i'm guilty 
And my buddy says, welcome to the life of a black man in America. Mm-hmm. So now for one of the first times ever, you have white cops in uniform. Why is everybody staring at me like I did something wrong? And it's rather powerful that my buddy, you know, Sean, he's, just, he's a smart dude. He was like, man, now you have, you have a little insight. He said, but you could take that uniform off. You see this? We can't take that off. So it's and and the other thing, I want to be judged by the actions of a few police officers that are making really bad decisions. Right. But as a black man, when I watch the news or we see an event, oh, yeah, so-and-so has killed his family. So-and-so was involved in armed robbery. And then they show the picture on the TV. Oh, man, man, he's a black dude. Oh, man. And the reason why you feel bad, I believe the reason why I feel bad is, man, let's change the narrative. And the way we change the narrative is let's stop being that guy in the news who's doing stuff. Same thing with the police. Let's stop feeding this narrative. Man, we, we, we all the police are just getting on the black folk. I'm excited. As hard as this is, as, as rough as this is, the, the past few months, COVID-19 wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. We got all these things going on, uh, black people, the black folks and the police. I'm just hoping that, I mean, People at Microsoft are talking about this. People, all the communities, that's all they're talking about. All the businesses, what can we do? What can we change? Seahawks, you got there, you guys are out there talking, leading the way. I I am very hopeful that my grandchildren, it'll be over. Yeah. We will not have a situation like this. My fear is it ain't gonna change. And that's my fear. That's that scares me. But I have to be optimistic. I have to live in hope. I have to believe that you have us sitting here talking having this discussion. Um, I have to hope, man, that, that there's gonna be, it's going to be better for my grandkids. It'll make change. Got to be. Absolutely. Got to be. Absolutely. We got you. I agree. Well, Sergeant, man, I, I thank you. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for this for this time and conversation. This was very yes, helpful. Please. Thank you. Yeah. And, yeah, man, well, let's keep this conversation going. Thank you all for joining us. Like and subscribe, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you. All right. We would like to thank our sponsors, Olympia Furniture Co. and Arsenal Promotions. P-R-I-P-P-I-N-G. I got the V-V-S-I-C-E.